Okay, Sherry, turn me on. Am I on? Okay. We only have one or two announcements tonight. Uh, one is that the next two weeks are going to be a little bit different for us. Brother Rick Freeman will be back next Sunday morning, tonight, and next Sunday night. Brother Jonathan's going to be preaching for us. Uh, tomorrow, I wanted to make this announcement one more time. Tomorrow at 11 o'clock, bring food. And at 12 o'clock, we're feeding the family. Um, this is Brother Merle's mother, Wilma. And I just wanted to remind everybody about that. And other than that, all the announcements that's in the bulletin, um, get a bulletin, read it. Or if you come in early enough, they're all on the screen up here. You can see them. Yeah. So this week we're planting sunflowers. That's what that means. Okay. We're not taking offering tonight. If you have an offering and you want to do something with it, put it in a little metal box outside. And other than that, it's back to Sister Julie, and we're going to take off. That was fast. Y'all want to go ahead and stand to your feet? You don't have to if you don't want to. Sometimes it's just easier as we worship. We get a little freer if we stand up. Father God, we just want to thank you for this presence in this house tonight, God. We thank you, God, that you are, you are here, Lord. Father, help us to open up our minds and our hearts to you tonight, God, for what you have for us. Lord, we just want to worship you tonight, Father.
God of possible. Father, we thank you tonight for the possibilities ahead, Father. Father, we thank you for miracles that you're working right now, God. Thank you, Jesus. Must have never met my God And some may say it's over But it was finished on the cross And some may say it's broken But the healer's in the room And some may say it's hopeless But I know God's about to move God's about to move are always in the works, God. 
regardless of the situation around us, God, what we feel like may be going on, God, that you see a completely different perspective. Father, help us, Lord, to see things, see things through your eyes, God. Help us, Father, to respond to things the way that you would want us to respond, God. Father, help the fear and the doubt, Lord, that creeps in from time to time, God. Help us, God, to call upon your name the minute that we feel that. just slow us down tonight, God, to hear your voice, God, and what you may have for us, Lord. Father, we feel you wanting to take over, God. He's wanting to do something. Father, just do it, God. We release it to you, God. We submit to you, Lord, tonight. Seas that are shaken and stirred can be moved and broken for our regard. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through it all, it is well. Through it all.
God, thank you, Father, for your word. Can we just praise him tonight? Y'all just play that it is well part. Thank you, God, for confirmation, God. Thank you, Lord, for the leading and the guiding of your word, God.
so for him to speak individually to us. He knew who would be here tonight, who needed to hear those words. Father, we thank you for order, God. We thank you for order, Father. just want everybody to just release themselves unto God. If that message was for you, God, we just receive it, each and every one of us, God. We receive that message, God, because there's not a moment that goes by that somebody doesn't need that to remember, God, that peace comes from you, Father. Just welcome Jonathan as he comes. Let me give you a oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you. We have a, oh, we are so blessed that we have such a good worship team. We're so blessed that we have such a good, such a gifted bringing in the presence like that, that we get to experience that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you so much for coming down in your presence, Father. Thank you so much for being here in this place, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to us individually, Father God. Thank you for speaking to us and magnifying us, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't it so great that we can just look up to him and we can hold on to him no matter what we're in, no matter where we are, just like, just like this morning. He has us no matter where we are, just like in Joseph's story, how, no matter what, how down we get, we can look up and we can trust in him. We can know that it is well because he has all of our hands. He has all of us. He, he's guiding us. Oh, Father God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, thank you for being in this room, Father. Whew. Man. Oh. Wow. I'll tell you what, guys. Wow. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I just, oh, it is hard to transition from that. <laughs> it is hard to transition from that. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I had so much to talk about jokes-wise, but I think we're just going to go ahead and get in right into it. Whew. What I, what God really put on my heart tonight is hunger. What's our hunger? Whew. When we first become a Christian, we first reach up to God and we first do that salvation call and enter that relationship. You know how much on fire we are for God. How on fire. We just want to know him more. We just have a, such a desire, such something that grows in our hearts. And what happens? For some reason, we lose that hunger. It happens to all of us. It's happened to me. It's happened to everyone. Every Christian goes through it. They go in this zone where they just feel like it fades. That hunger fades. They, they lose it. Why do we lose that hunger? Why do we fall in that state where we just feel like we're coasting? We're just going through the motions of church. We're just going the most. It's just a part of our schedule. What sets us in that mood? What sets us in that flow? Whew. Whew. I'm going to pray over the word real quick. God, thank you so much for your word, Father. Thank you for what you're going to do in this service, Father God. I pray that you'll use me, Father God. I pray that it would not just be me, Father, but you would be speaking through me, Father. Oh, Father, I pray that all the ears that would hear, Father God, that you would touch them and move in them, Father. We love you, praise you. Amen. Whew. So we'll be reading in Revelations 2, 4 through 5, and it says, Yet I hold this against you. You've forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you fall and repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place. That's a hard verse. That's a hard verse. It, it's so easy to fall into this neutral state of just walking out in the motions. And it even may seem like we're doing all the right things. We're going to church. We're doing the right things. We're, we're not just saying no. But are they just a part of our schedule? Are they just a part of our daily movements? Are they just a part of our weekend? Is it just something we have to go do? Are we actually doing it to glorify Christ and to get to know him, to show our adoration for him? Or are we just walking it out? As we look in the church of, at, of Ephesus and uh, in the book of Revelations, this is the epistle part of Revelations, this early part, and this is John writing to uh, Ephesus. Um, we see that they were doing great things. They were, they were doing good deeds. They were doing hard work, persevering through all kinds of persecution, not tolerating wickedness, casting out false prophets, yet somehow they lost the key to their relationship. Somehow they, they lost their first love with Christ. That fire, they lost it. You see, what they were doing was they were doing great religion things. They were doing great, great church things. They were casting out the wickedness. They were, they were casting out evil prophets. They were casting out all kinds of evil things. But they forgot about the relationship that they came for. <clears throat> they were following the commandments. They were doing everything they were supposed to do, but what they lost was the actual relationship. They, th they got into this style of, it's a contract. It's a contract-styled relationship. It, it's not a contract. It's not we do this religious stuff and then Jesus will save us. It's not we'll do the ceremonial stuff, we'll wear the right clothes, and we'll look good for people. We'll raise our hands when we have to and sit down when we need to. No, no, it's not about that at all. Jesus just wants a friendship. He wants, he wants to be a father to us. He wants to hold us. He wants to hold our hand through those rough times, through those it is well times. Ooh. 
we can get so caught up in the rules and the ceremonial stuff of church that we lose the whole reason why we're all here. We can get so caught up in the schedule that we lose the reason why we have a relationship with the Father. To show our adoration to Him, to, to glorify Him and to cultivate our relationship. Instead, we fall into the schedules and we fall into neutrality and we fall out of the vine, which leads to my second point, staying within the vine. In John 15, 1 through 2, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Whew. In this verse, we see that in this relationship with Christ, we're a part of the vine. When we're stuck in neutral, when we're in this neutrality, when we're in this going through the motions type relationship with God, we're not growing. We're not growing with the vine. So what does that mean? He's going to cut us off. He's going to cut us off because we're not contributing to the vine. We're not showing our fruits. We're not growing with him. We're stuck in neutral. We can't produce. We need to stay with the vine. We need to develop our relationship with God so that he'll prune us and develop us more. When we let God use us, he's going to use us more. It's about accepting that using, accepting the directions that he gives us. Because it want to use us more and more. The more we are open to him, the more usable. So many people say they want to be used, but they don't become usable. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To be a part of this vine, we got to be continually growing, going after him, chasing after him. He's right there. He's not running away from us. He's right there waiting for you to reach out. Something we talk about in youth, and we talk about this a lot, and we say, if something in nature isn't growing, what is it doing? It's dying. If it's not growing, it's fading away. It, that's what I believe nature is just the perfect representation of what God's like. It's, it's just when you're not growing, you're fading. The same is for our relationship with God. Number three is going back to our first love. When we look back at the church of Ephesus that John was writing to, saying in Revelations 2, 4 through 5, we see that John is trying to tell them that they've lost their first love. They've lost their closeness to God. They've, they've lost this closeness that they once had. They had this closeness. Where did it go? They got caught up in the schedule. They got caught up in their regular routine. But... The thing is, they didn't just lose their love for Christ. They lost their love for people. If you don't have your love for Christ, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be pretty hard to love people. It's going to be hard because you don't have that love, that peace that God gives you, that direction, that patience that God gives you. That, ooh, that patient comes, comes in very clutch a lot of the time. <laughs> My mom has a lot with me. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, excuse me. See, they were doing all the right things. They, they just lost their love. We need to go back to that first love. We need to have a desire just to go closer to him. He has a desire to meet us. He loves us so much. Yet we turn our back to him every day. Yet we walk back from him all the time. We need to go back to that first love. That We need that desire to seek his face. We need that desire to get more attuned in that spirit's direction. If you want to be on fire for the Lord, you have to have desire to be on fire for the Lord. Revelations 3, 15 through 16 says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. God knows if we're cold or not. God knows if we're lukewarm. He knows what we're like. He knows us in and out. Now, to truly understand this verse, we've got to look at the context, which is it's really cool. Um, looking back at what John, he was trying to make it simple. He was trying to make it as simple as possible for the Laodiceans. Laodiceans, my goodness. 
I'm saying that completely wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> well, so Laodicea, they had two water supplies near. Um, one was in Heropolopolis, which, and the other was Colossae. Heropolopolis, um, there was famed for hot springs. And then Colossae was actually famed for their clear, clear, cold streams. Now, Laodicea had a water supply through the Lycus River. Now, the Lycus River would dry up in the summertime, so they would have no water. So what they did was they created this long, long viaduct system between both cities and created this to feed the Lycus River. Now, the thing was, was that water seemed like it was clean. It seemed like it was okay, but through that viaduct system, it would collect so much dirt, grime, and it would collect, it would be contaminated, and so much bacteria would go up until it became foul, and the people that would drink it would most likely become sick. You kind of see where this is going? The lukewarmness. He's the, now, John was talking about the church. The church became lukewarm to where they were affecting themselves, where they were becoming sick, but not only that, but they were affecting the people outside. They're affecting the people outside the church that were drinking the water, that were seeing the deeds, that were seeing everything, but they only saw the lukewarmness of it. Because when we are lukewarm, we're not acting on God's direction. We're usually acting on our own feelings. And that's not a good way to act. And that's why it drives so many people from the church, because we, we go straight to our ceremonial, our rules, our this, 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 and we forget to show them love. We forget to show them love. We forget to show them the love that we've received from him. That's the most important thing, showing them the love we've received from him. And we can become impure just like that water, just like that water. No, that hot and cold, they were serving their purpose. They were clean, good, pure, holy, set apart. They were serving their purpose, which our purpose is to have a genuine relationship with the Father and spread that genuine relationship, spread his love. That's our purpose. And yet we become impure and unclean and we start to act out of our own feelings when we become that lukewarmness. When we are in this neutral state in our Christian walk, we act like that lukewarm water. We're impure and we can't be lukewarm. We need to go after God and, and be pure, set apart, holy water. We need to be like the water in Colossae and Heropolis. We need to be clean. We need to be feeding people. We need to be feeding people outside the church. Serving our purpose is having a pure relationship with the Father. We're just an example of that for others. That's our main goal is to be an example of what Christ is to the people outside. So they'll be drawn to it. But we scare them away every time because we shove rules in their face before we show them the love. We can be so impure and contaminated that we just run them away. We need to be a people and a church set on fire for God. We need to be a people filled with desire to seek the Holy Spirit, to seek the direction of the Spirit. Guys, we have a pastor coming. We can't be a lukewarm church when our pastor's coming. He's here. He has vision. He has directions. God's given him so many things. And if we just sit here and just don't act out for him, we got to be united. Imagine if he came in with a clear vision, everything, ready to go. And then we're just sitting there kind of like, okay, uh, you ready? You're going to have to get us back up again. You're going to have to get us on fire again because we've kind of gone lukewarm. We aren't really dependent on God anymore. So we've been gifted. We've been gifted. We finally got a pastor. I'm so excited for the pastor. Amen to that. But we need to be on fire for that pastor. We need to have, there should be already revival here. So when that pastor, he can just manipulate it into growing and growing into growth. We don't need to be a lukewarm people. We need to be a people that shows evidence of our possession of genuine life through Christ. And we need to return back to that first love. Dennis, if you'd like to come up, I, I kind of lost you. If you'd like to come up, Dennis, and we're going to have an altar time. But when you look back, when you first received the good news, do you remember? How did it feel? It felt so good, didn't it? 
You were so happy. You felt like for hope for the first time. There was, a, there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and it wasn't a train. It was beautiful. It was amazing. What happened? What happened? Why did we lose it? Why did we lose that? Uh, maybe there was a time, maybe you were even closer, just closer in your relationship with God. Maybe at one time you were so on fire for God. You were following directions. You were leading people to Christ. And then some things started happening in your life and you started to kind of fade back and worry and you didn't really hold on to his hand. And you started to try to act in your own way to save everything, but you were falling away from him and you started to fall into the motions of church. Maybe that's happened to you. What can you do to reach back to that first love you had for Christ? Because we've all had it. We've all had our first love for Christ, that first new just revelation of how wonderful he is, his love for us. What happened to it? How do we reach back? How do we get back that desire just to know him more? Well, maybe you're hearing about this relationship for the first time. Maybe, maybe you're hearing you had a relationship with Christ at one time, but it started to fade over time. If everyone had... Um, bow their heads and close their eyes. I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you so much. He's right here behind you. He wants to help you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to give you a purpose, and he wants to show you how much he truly loves you. He just wants to enter a relationship with you. Maybe that's you, that you would love to enter a relationship with him. He's waiting. He's right behind you. He's waiting. He's holding his hand out to you. If that's you, would you raise your hand? No one's looking around. Just me and you. If everyone would stand up, please. Now, I'll take that as everyone's had their first love and that we're all saved. And that's such a good thing. I'm so happy about that. Maybe you've fallen into a work lukewarm state in your life. Maybe you've fallen out of a close relationship with God that you once had. If that's you, I would like you to go to Christ and just ask for forgiveness. Just ask Him for forgiveness. Ask Him for a new desire to know Him more. We're just going to go into a time of prayer and you can make a place at your altar or you can come down or you can come to the altars and make a place where you're at. I would just pray that you would seek his face and that you would ask for direction and for a new desire in everyone wants to follow.
Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Didn't he do a good job? God's got big plans for him. We're going to go ahead and dismiss service. Um, remember, if you can help tomorrow at the lunch, I think they're, if you're bringing food by 11 or at 11, and then they're going to eat at noon, correct? So if you can help, come. If you can just bring food. And if you can't come, just pray for, pray for the family. Father, we just want to thank you for, for Jonathan, God, and for your anointing on his life, God. We thank you for the word that you planted inside of him, God, to reveal to us, Father. Father, we just want to pray for this week, God. Bless your people as they come and as they go, Lord. Bless the families that are represented here tonight. We thank you, Jesus, for everything that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.